Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Bursting the Bubble podcast. It is Sunday, July 26th, and uh, we're going to talk about the AFC North today. Uh, But before we do that, let's get into some NFL news. Some pretty big stuff happened today, namely the Jamal Adams trade. Uh, What are your guys' thoughts on that? Uh, First, and let's break down the the trade itself. I think it was two first-round draft picks. Uh, a starting caliber safety in Bradley McDougal and a third round pick for the Jets all pro safety Jamal Adams and a fourth round pick in return. A very sizable haul. I like the trades, the trade for both sides. I think it makes sense for both sides. Uh, the Seahawks are kind of in a win now mode. Um, they want to, you know, get the star power, safety, or especially defense was a liability for them last year. And they want to improve that shore, which they definitely did. And Jets, um, you know, there's there's no real way they can win now. Um, so they're just building for the future. So I do like it from both sides. I mean, the argument could be made that you have Sam Darnold on a rookie contract, and you're, you're you already bet. I think what a number four overall pick that he was the future by punting on Jamal Adams now, like while your quarterback is on a rookie contract. I, mean, for, I, I understand that they had to trade him, but for it to get to that point with, you know, a player that should be your franchise cornerstone is just unacceptable. If I were a Jets fan, I'd be insanely mad at my front office. That's not how I mean, it's, it's like tough to keep him in. I mean, franchise isn't doing so well in the past two, three years that he's been there. He definitely wanted out. He didn't want out because they were bad. He wanted out because they tried to trade him. Like, I mean, yeah. The I feel like the concept was that he wasn't. He's he's a really good like safety. So when offers are on the table, you can't just not look at them, right? Like I think Dallas offered a like last season they um during the trade deadline they offered a first and like a third or something immediately, and like the Jets have to like, at least look at it. They can't like not look at it at all. And when that information comes out, Jamal definitely got pissed. Yeah, I mean, I can understand why Jet as a Jets fan. Well, obviously. I want what is worst for the Jets as a Patriots fan. But you know they're no real threat. Get there's, out. It's not really a problem, it's the Jets. Yeah. But I mean, if if, if you're you're dealing with a player who clearly didn't want to be on the team, and my point is that it shouldn't have got to that point. It, it, yeah, but the fact is, it did get to that point, and a, you're now stuck in this situation. And what do you get in return? You get two first round picks. You yeah, get a good. starter safety, and you get a third round pick. So, I mean, like that's a that's a solid haul. Like, a that's very, a really solid yeah, No one is disputing it's yeah. a very good haul. I, I, think, I think the Jets did a decent job given considering the situation that they were in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Better, than the, better than the Texans. Yeah, better than the Texans. Not that DeAndre Hopkins not trade. That Hopkins. This oh, just showed God. me, like, once again, how stupid that trade was. I yeah. don't know. That was, like... I, like, the I first thing I thought, and I'm sure you guys thought of this as well. Did my team really not offer a second rounder for DeAndre or better than that? Are you yeah. Kidding? Like, what was that trading? It was it was a second rounder and David Johnson. And David Johnson. No, it was a second rounder and a fourth rounder and David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. I think. I feel like Texas, they might have given something else as well. I thought they also gave up a pick. Yeah, sure. I think they gave like a third or something. Yeah, it was just a terrible pick, a terrible uh, trade for the Texans all around. Yeah, so when you see that and you look at this and you're like, wow, yeah. way to go, Jets. If you compare it to arguably the worst trade I've ever yeah. seen in my life, you know, it is really good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it was a good trade. I think both 
I think the Seahawks secondary is sneaky pretty good. They got uh, Quandre Diggs from the Lions last year. They got mm-hmm. Dunbar in free agency, who is, I think, currently on trial for that gun charge in the poker game. Oh, yeah. If he uh, is not in jail, uh, preferably, and plays, they have him, I think, Shaquille Griffin, who made the Pro Bowl, and Jamal Adams as their back end, which is pretty scary as a NFC West team. Basically, the entire NFC West is back as well. So, yeah, not not a fan of the trade as a fan. For the team, I'm sure that's great. Yep. And Jamal's yeah. strengths are mostly, I mean, like, obviously he's a good defense back, but as well as, yes, yeah, uh, as well as stopping the run. That's a big thing. And, he is and I feel like, passer, yeah. the he'll be a, what is it called? A panacea, a heal all. Panacea. Exactly. I just love what that. That's a thesaurus <laughs> dictionary for that one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I also think the value of this trade depends a lot on how the Giants, or not the Giants, the Jets draft with these two first round picks. Yeah. Um, you know the Jets' management hasn't been the greatest uh, in the in the past, uh, to say the least. Yeah. So um, we'll see how the Jets do with these picks. If they get any sort of Jamal Adams type talent, I think they definitely want this trade. Um, something else to also keep in mind is that uh, apparently the Seahawks have not had a good track record in drafting good first round picks. Now I don't think this should decrease the value of those yeah. first round picks, but um, they were, you know, maybe maybe yeah. it wasn't the worst idea to trade away two two first round picks to get a talent to get a player that you know can play well right now. Yeah, and I yeah. think this is an interesting shift, kind of. Uh, for so long, you know, box safety wasn't as va- valued as a free safety or shutdown cornerback, but with this new kind of mold with uh, Isaiah Simmons, Derwin James, Jamal Adams, this box safety that can rush the passer and cover the best uh, receiver on the other team. I feel like with the with the mismatch nightmares like Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle, you're going to need someone to to guard those kinds of players. And if you have a, a safety that can really solidify your back end, you know, it may be worth it. I've seen a lot about like strong safety is just not a worth it position, but I think the way the NFL is going, you're going to need someone who can just guard the entire team. So I think Jamal Adams is a great player. And like in terms of the division, they were really close to um... – catching up to the Niners last year. And this trade definitely helps them in that direction because the Niners are definitely a run first offense. Or like the, a running is a big part of their offense, as well as is George Kittle. So Jamal Adams, you know, he gets the, both those things done at the same time. Wow. That's a shame. What do you guys do? you guys think this shifts the balance? I, I obviously don't. But do you guys think this shifts the balance of power in the NFC West? Do you think it puts the Seahawks over the top? I think the Niners are still clearly the favorite. Uh, there's no argument you can make against that. But certainly, um, it it helps the it helps the Seahawks, no doubt, in you know trying to contain the Niners' offense, uh, giving Russell Wilson more of a chance to do his magic. But I, I don't think you can make any argument um, across the board that the Seahawks have more talent at any position, except maybe safety right now against the Niners. So. And, and quarterback, obviously. Yeah, I don't I don't really think this shifts the power. Um, but it will certainly make for interesting games next year. Yeah, 100%. Dude, always. Those games are always good. So, like, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, Prem, you want to say something? No, no I was just saying. It, those games are always good. And, like, you you were also saying this, um, like, just in our group chats, that it seems the NFC West is tailoring itself to just try to shut down Kittle. I thought that was a good point. This yeah. is uh, definitely a very, very good like uh-huh. uh, 
kind of response to Kittle and his dominance by the Seahawks. Oh, man. One thing, one thing that's dominance, good, dude. It is. In this, in this offseason, or in kind of offseason, if you count maybe the last half of the season, the Niners have traded for Trent Williams when he's healthy, maybe a top two left tackle. Oh, they have uh, Trent Williams now. Wow. Uh, right, I kind of right. forgot about Cardinals that. Cardinals traded for Hopkins, arguably a top two wide receiver. Uh, the Rams traded for Jalen Ramsey, uh, maybe. Yeah, clearly top five. I don't know. Maybe he hasn't. He was once a top one corner. Uh, mm-hmm. And now the uh, the Seahawks have traded for Jamal Adams, who I think is a top one or two strong safety at his position. So the yeah. NFC West is unbelievably stacked, man. I feel stacked like stacked division. It's too much. I, uh, what I wouldn't give to play in the AFC South <laughs> or the NFC East. Oh boy, NFC yeah. East. All right, uh, moving on. Today, uh, the NFL also released top 100 players of 2020. There's some questionable choices in there, to say the least. Lots to dispute. Uh, some that I particularly found interesting. They had DK Metcalf at number 81. They had, uh, they had Levante David at number 100, which I think is mad underrated. Yeah, mad underrated. Um, yeah, they had, they had some, some choices. What, what did you guys think about those? Um, I mean, I'm just pulling it up on YouTube right now. Just to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Something Rose and I were actually talking about earlier was the fact that Chris Carson was 96 and Josh Jacobs was 72. Um, as a you know, as a Raiders fan, I like Josh Jacobs a lot, but I don't think you can put him 25 spots higher than Chris Carson. I think they, I think they have a very similar skill set in that they're a um, you know bruising bruising runner kind kind of player um yeah. chris carson is very good at creating yards after contact uh he stays up in the most rant like in the most random way and he just keeps chugging forward i think you can say the same thing with josh jacobs in in a uh, gruden's offense so i mean i want to put J- jacobs much higher than chris carson but i simply don't think you can put him and to be honest i think josh jacobs should be around that 90 to 95 mark that yeah, Chris the, the way I put it was I think Josh Jacobs would be where Chris Carson is and I don't think Chris Carson should be on the list I feel like Chris Carson is not a game-changing kind of player there are, he's got what like I, I looked it up he had 1200 yards which is good I think he missed the last he's like games. top five right in rushing this year something like that yeah he's like fifth, uh, I think, I think, I think he was probably I'm one of the five best the running backs the Seahawks just feed their running back right they, they yeah they're yeah. one person even to the detriment of their team and emphasis on that, like everyone knows, or maybe, maybe not, the consensus fan opinion is to let Russ cook and let him do his thing. And the, the Seahawks insist on giving it to a worse option in Chris Carson. And I just don't, I just don't see him as a game-changing kind of player at all. And he also has huge problems staying healthy. That's definitely one thing. Healthy um, and fumbles, for sure. Those are two yeah, big things. Um, yeah. I think he's good. I feel like you guys are hating on Carson. I think he's I like, him. yeah. I I think okay. He's 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 not a. I don't think that he deserves to be. I I think Josh Jacobs is better for sure. I don't think Josh Jacobs is that yeah. much better than Chris Carson, uh, but I do think Chris Carson is 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 really good. He he runs with. He's like one of those like Andy said, bruising running backs. The kind of guy that just runs with such speed towards a dude. It's kind of like when you saw Devonte Freeman back in like 2014 or 15, whenever he had that really good season. He would just like look for contact and just smack people down. It's like there is 
I feel like there's value in that. There's a, he was fifth in the league in rushing. I'm seeing it right now. Fifth in the league the year before. So it's, I, it might be because, yeah, they feed him. But the fact that he's able to, that, might, well, that also might contribute to his injuries. He is fed a lot. Um, but I think he's, he's, he's done this with a questionable line, I feel. Um, and he's, he's definitely, when you watch him play, he, he runs with intensity. And that's, it's, it, it seems like he's running harder than most running backs. You're talking about Josh Jacobs, right? No, I mean, <laughs> no, what? I'm talking about Chris Carson right now. Okay, okay. Um, okay, well, Josh Jacobs did have the third highest yards per game. I just want to put that out there. Josh Jacobs is good. No, I, you, no, no, no argument yeah, for me here. Josh Jacobs should be at like the 90 to 100 range, and I think Chris Carson should be out. Because J- J- Jacobs is clearly better than Carson. But he's, you really take Josh Jacobs over like, you know, Tyron Smith and these guys, Marshawn Lattimore? If I'm reading this ranking. Oh, okay, right, I thought, okay, so. So you're just I think you're undervaluing running backs in general then? Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Cuz like as a running back, he is I think he's top 10 for sure, but like I'd put him in the top 6 or 7. Uh, yeah, Jake I, I definitely agree with that. And without any of the fumbles easily top 5. Okay, okay, wait. So where would you put Derrick Henry then? As a running, like top in the top five. 100. Derrick Henry is top In the top 100? Yeah, in top one hundred, in the in the plus half of the fifty for sure. Yeah, he'll, he'll be in like, like at least top three. Really? No, like yeah, like Derrick Henry should be a top ten for sure. Top ten? No, I, I don't know about top ten. Twenty-two to twenty. Like, oh, sorry, Christian McCaffrey. Sorry, Christian McCaffrey should be in top. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. Top, 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 top ten easy. Top ten easy. Right, but There's like, more. I don't know. It depends how you like scale out the running backs throughout the top hundred. Honestly, like Derrick Henry is a great. Yeah, because if you say Derrick Henry is in top fifty, then that makes sense for Josh Jacobs to be like. Be he's further great, back. He's a great runner to bring up because he's one of the few people that I think it's really worth investing in, or maybe not long term, but like to build your offense around someone like Derrick Henry, and he really brings value to that team. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about him more when we get to the yeah. stuff when he gets on this list. But you know that man is a monster. He's he's a he's a beast. Yeah, he's a tank. The Titans just just uh, run a game plan through him. Just feed him the ball. Every all eyes are on him on yeah. defense. Like. If you don't stop Derrick Henry, he's going to run over your team. Just ask the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think yeah, he has like two two ninety yard runs against them in back to back years. Yeah. Like, if they don't know it, then no one no one does. I think another interesting one on here was Josh Allen. Uh, yes. I for one, I think while he may not be the best technically, I think he just you know he finds a way to get it done. Uh, their team was good. Uh, I think that is because of the quarterback they've had a good defense for some time now i mean obviously he took the next step this year but when when your quarterback is making positive plays for your defense be it with his arm or with his legs uh it really when your defense is playing at that high of a level you need a quarterback to be making good positive plays to win and he really gets that done so i think so, I'm, I'm on the i'm on the board for what Trump. what rank quarterback do you think he is like is he you think he's a top 10 quarterback He's not a top ten quarterback. You think he's a top fifteen quarterback? I'm not even putting Jimmy G as the top ten quarterback. I have yeah, Jimmy cause... like right outside at that eleven, maybe ten, um, mm. maybe, maybe maybe. Okay, yeah, jo- Josh Allen. Do you think he's top fifteen then? Uh, I think Josh Allen is at like seventeen or eighteen. Okay, so he's a sub seventeen or eighteen quarterback. So, in my opinion, he shouldn't be on the list if he's the seventeenth or eighteenth best quarterback in the league. I Wait, where is he? Is he on the list? He's eighty-seven. He's eighty-seven. Right? He's number seven. I, I will say, I think that seventeen is too high. 
high. So I think he can be, or like high as in like, like it, it shouldn't be like at 17, it should be like 13, 14 ish. Um, I mean, you can definitely argue, uh, you can definitely argue that, but I feel like Josh Allen is a very, uh, he's still underdeveloped. Um, he has yeah. a very big arm, but you know, sometimes he doesn't know what to do with it. And you know, I hope, I hope he makes the next jump next year, but I, I feel like 87 is a good spot for him. Um, maybe coming around at 13 to 14th rate quarterback. I mean, NFL top 100 always overrates quarterbacks. Yeah, it, it overrates quarterbacks for sure. So naturally, you're going to see. Like, if and when Aaron Rodgers gets on this list, I will. I I I did not think Aaron Rodgers had a good season last year. Oh, definitely not. After uh, down, he just. Uh, I have no idea how they have a 13 and three record, but no one was afraid of them. The Niners came in and they whooped his ass twice, and just his body language in those games, man, he didn't look like the Aaron Rodgers of old, where he's we're going to run the table and all that shit. He just looked like the sad old man with the beard, man. Honestly, no, I think he's on his way out. Like, especially after the, um, I'm not, I'm not ready to drama. write him off, but man, that was a poor season last year. No, like I just don't think he's happy with the like organization in general, especially after Jordan loves like draft. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, that's a whole other when it comes to Josh Allen, I feel like, um, I feel like this was a result of how well they did in this season overall. Yeah. Cause they made the playoffs and they almost beat the Texans. So, I feel like when people think Bills, they just think Josh Allen, and yeah, when they, they basically be- gave him the vote for that. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 a good point. I actually agree with that. I don't think he deserves to be on the list, but I think the Bills as a whole were like a surprisingly good team this year. And yeah. considering mm-hmm. the fact that their like their offense, like their biggest names were like John Brown, Devin Singletary. Do I want to see where Devin Singletary comes on this list? Yeah, no. so well, yeah, he's definitely <laughs> going to come on this list. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So it not a just a surprisingly good season for the for the Bills. Uh, and, right. yeah. and I, that just got reflected in here i think i don't think it's really on josh allen mm-hmm. i think he's good um yeah and there's a lot yeah, of he's good i just don't think he deserves to be on this list that's fair right, this year right. this year i don't think he does i think he could definitely like make a huge step and get there yeah uh yeah all right that was uh yeah i don't really have much else to say those are my what do you guys uh, think about kyler right? okay let's talk about dk real quick oh dk um I think it's way too high for him. 81? Yeah. Okay, here's the deal. If, if DK is on this list at 81, then I think AJ Brown is going to be on this list in like the 60s, which yeah. is like, come on, dude. I don't think so. I, I feel like the way that they ranked this list is almost like they ranked it for potential. No, no, it's it's, like, it's a player voted, right? It should be yeah, player it's, voted. It's, it is player voted. So I feel like they're, they're like Josh Jacobs definitely. I feel like people see potential, so they vote for him. Yeah. If we're just uh, talking about strictly last year, I don't think again he doesn't. I don't think DK should be on this list. He wasn't right, even. Yeah. He had a, he had just around a thousand yards, I think. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, so a thousand is a big deal for a rookie, like definitely a big deal. Yeah, that's true, but but like at the same time, there's other established players with yeah, yeah, exactly. Yards, so yeah, he had 900 yards and 58 catches and uh, how many touchdowns? Seven touchdowns. Yeah, yeah I mean, he certainly had a very good rookie this season. Is, yeah, this is not about how good this player is going to be over the course yeah. of the year. How good were they this year? And he was not the 81st best player this year. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Definitely not. So, yeah. right. uh, I guess you're going to get that bias maybe with the... Yeah. No, I have no affiliation with the Seahawks at all. Okay, um, I have a question. I uh, where do you think um, Tyler Lockett should be? I, um... <laughs> It's a good question, dude. I com- I completely forgot that Tyler. Because like, if he like, 
how much better do you think he is than DK Metcalf? Because like you can say he's better, but like I don't think he's that much better than DK Metcalf. Oh, yeah, I think Tyler Lockett yeah, will settle yeah. around the 60 yeah. range. 1,057 yards, which the big the big jump there, honestly, is the target. Like He had 82 catches versus DK's 50-something, 50, 50 high 50s. 57, I think. 58, yeah. And um, I, I put them like, honestly, I would be I would be fine with Tyler Lockett at this spot. I mean, honestly, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Tyler Lockett should be at 81. DK should, not, should not be. DK should be far, but yeah, like, yeah, he should be yeah. far off. But, and yeah. it's, it's it's also because like you know Tyler Lock is just the man you know. Yeah, that right, kind of right. Russell Wilson will just chuck it, and then Tyler Lockett will be there, just It'll attracted there. to the ball magnetically somehow. Yeah. Russell Wilson and uh, Tyler Lockett have insane. They got the connection. Insane connection, like on deep balls. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We, all sure. <laughs> we all watched yeah. the video. We all watched the video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. All right, last one on this list. Let's talk about Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, okay. Ooh, Kyler Murray. Kyler at ninety. What are your thoughts? At 90. Um, okay, so uh, off first rip, like, uh, Kyler Murray won Rookie of the Year, right? Yeah. But somehow he's lower than Josh Yeah, Shaker. yeah. Oh, something doesn't add up. So what, yeah. does, what does that mean? Does that mean maybe, Josh Jacobs should have won? Maybe the players see that Josh Jacobs, you know, uh, they understand that offensive rookie of the year voting is skewed heavily towards quarterback. I mean, the Chargers, I mean, uh, the Cardinals didn't even have that good of a year. Uh, but Kyler Murray, it was honestly a pretty weak rookie class uh, offensively. No one really popped. Everyone, there were a bunch of, you know, solid rookies. And I think Kyler Murray was a solid rookie. Now, again, it feels like they're going off potential because I really do think Kyler Murray is going to be really, really good. I think well, Kyler Murray is the next Russell Wilson. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you, guys watch, did you guys watch his top 100 video? Yeah, I, I did. It was really weird. Know. It was just him singing along to Little Baby or John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then all I showed was just him running around like like the yeah. like little baby. Little <laughs> baby, yeah. No, but like, oh, in his defense, he's really athletic, like out of proportion compared to like everyone else. And the Cardinals did him no favors whatsoever. With no, like the offensive line didn't help at all. I think, like most of the time, he was running for his life. But at least um, you know. He's in a very good situation. So yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely next year he's yeah. in a good situation. With DeAndre Hopkins now. Yep. Um, where do you guys rank him as a like as a quarterback in general? Like I think he's uh, top half. Uh, top half. Top twenty, I guess. Uh, top 20, I mean, twenty for now. I would not be surprised. Um, this is purely off last year, twenty. Uh, but I would not be surprised at all if he jumps into that six, the ten to sixteen range. Yeah, I mean, fantasy I mean, we, wise, we always... sorry, sorry, go ahead. Go... Fantasy wise, he was like six or seven. Or That's because he rushes, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns. I mean, okay, sure, but like you don't, you like that deserves something. Like, it deserves some credit, right? Rushing. Yeah, yeah, it does. I think I think next year he's gonna have a great year. Yeah, with yeah. Hopkins. I mean, we always see guys. we always see good rookie quarterbacks having a decently, yeah. usually having a jump during their sophomore Second season. Year. One yeah. parallel I can't get my head around is um, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Both had really, really good rookie seasons. They're both mm. pretty small. They both get a gangster wide receiver, <laughs> and like, oh my god, this pairing is going to be insane. So yeah. you never know. I'm not That's trying to compare them, but they were both number one, and they were both from Oklahoma State, so they were not as similar as they get. <laughs> Yo, I'm just I'm just gonna chalk that up to Browns being Browns, dude. I I, I genuinely think that. I, I, I really and we will cover the Browns later on in this episode. Oh, yeah. dude. excellent. So excellent. Yeah, I think Kyler Murray's at a good spot here at ninety. Ninety is good. Yeah, spot. I think um, I think that's okay. I do not think Josh Allen was better. Than yeah. Yes, right, I agree right. with that. Yeah. Okay. 
that's that's uh, it's good discussion on the top 100. Let's move on to our main segment, which is a deeper dive into the AFC North. Uh, so I guess we can start at the bottom here. Yeah, uh, talking with the Bengals, bottom of the division, bottom of the league, <laughs> bottom, bottom of, of everything <laughs> last year. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty bad. They went two and fourteen, I believe. Right, two and fourteen. Yep. Right, right. Um, and that won them Joe Burrow in the draft, the <laughs> quarterback that came off the best season for a college quarterback ever. Um, that offense is hopefully going to be completely changed with Burrow. They ended up getting their, they're going to get their right tackle back, I believe, in Jonah Williams. Yeah. Uh, AJ Green is supposed to be healthy. We haven't seen AJ Green play in a while. It's been, I feel like, what, two seasons now, right? Yeah. One. Yep. Something like that. Yeah, one, something one, like that. One and a half or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, they got Tyler Boyd as their wide receiver, too. Joe Mixon, who I believe is madly underrated and I think will thrive. I think he will thrive this year, especially now that their uh, their tackle is back and the offense uh, will probably be a much more up-tempo offense than before. Um, I think that Joe Burrow is... I feel like he's got what just impossible expectations for him right now coming off that season, coming into the worst team that we've seen in in a, in a while. Um, and I think he's in a great position to not probably not live up to these expectations, but have a really, really solid rookie year. Um, last time we saw, what was it? Zach Taylor. Is it Zach Taylor? Zach Taylor. Yep. Huh. Um, yeah. Last time we saw AJ green, like actually play, uh, I know it's been a while, so it feels like you don't even want to trust him as, or he's old. He's well, like 32 now. Yeah. Um, but last time that he was playing, he was, he was putting up numbers. Uh, he's been out for a season and a half, but a season and a half ago, uh, yeah, he was game, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he had in what, in eight games, he had six touchdowns and how many yards? 694 yards in, oh in, what is that, in eight games. So that was the first half of 2018? First half of 2018. Wow. Damn. So, that seems like so long ago. You know, it feels like years ago. But if you would, I know you can't extrapolate that perfectly, but if you extrapolate that half season to the entire season, what is that? That's almost a 100, 100 reception season. That's what, a, it's a 92 reception season. It's almost a 1,400-yard season, just a, just a few yards under that. And it's a 12-touchdown season. Like, that is a huge season for one of the better receivers that was coming out of this decade. So I know it's good easy to say like, oh, he's old, he's 32, blah, blah, blah. But all I'm saying is the last time we saw him play, he was pretty damn good. So I see there's really no reason to think that he's going to be terrible. He's going to be a shell of his former self because he hasn't really shown that ever, that he is a shell of, of a former uh, player and receiver that he used to be. Uh, I think Tyler Boyd is a really good wide receiver too. I think uh, Mixon, like I said before, is going to have a huge season. Uh, I know Andy is pretty big on Mixon. He's owned him in fantasy a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I, I actually kept him in fantasy last year, hoping uh, hoping he would be my star running back. But, um, you know, he struggled early on in the year, and yeah. that was mainly because the offensive line was bad. But yeah. then after, as soon as one key player came back, um, a solid piece for the offensive line. He just started producing. He produ- he started producing the same fantasy numbers that he had in 2018. He showed 
why and it showed why I, I kept him. Um, unfortunately, he was not on my team at the time, but I'm still very <laughs> high on Joe Mixon. It's okay, man. Who was the, who was the, who was the, how was their offensive line? Because I really think that's really important for a young quarterback. Yeah, like, I know. A young coach. Yeah, so, I mean, their offensive line, I don't – it's – it's not it's not outstanding, but I think it's it's definitely I'd say it's like it's it's average. It's a I it's a Jonah Williams was highly drafted. Yeah, um, Jonah Williams was their first round pick last year. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, last year, and and he didn't even play a game. I don't think. I think he he hurt himself in the preseason. Yeah. So, I, I it's I think this situation that Burrow's coming into is it's obviously not easy first round pick, and it's a terrible team, and the defenses in this division are also very good. Yeah. Um, but. I think in terms of the receiving options that he has and the uh, offensive line that he has. Did you mention um, T. Higgins? Good. Yeah, T. Higgins. Higgins. That's right. Oh, T. Higgins is, is now on the Bengals as well. Right, right. Um, do you have anything about him, Ishis? I mean, I watched um, the Clemson-Ohio State game, and he was balling for a decent amount of time, you know, especially against Jeff Akuda and Damon Arnett. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got size. He's got. He's tall. He's fast. So, I think he's definitely. I I feel like he would be like an AJ Brown type player, player that has speed and can use his size. Yeah, and especially as a wide receiver three, that's definitely big. Yeah, they they got they got what they got John Ross. I know Rohit hates John oh, Ross. Right. Um, <laughs> John, John Ross. <laughs> they, I, I, yeah. John Ross. What was he drafted? Mike, that 2017 draft just pisses me off so much. Uh huh. There's yeah. there's options. There's good options for yeah, I mean, certainly you can go worse off in a situation um, as a as a like first or like a first overall pick QB. Yeah, uh, exactly. Certainly worse situations right now than than the uh, Bengals and then the Bengals, <laughs> the Jets. Um, the Jets. He's in a better situation, or two is in a better situation because one thing that's important is who is mentoring Joe Burrow. Ryan Finley, really. Like that's the guy they they have a veteran presence to walk Joe Burrow through this shit, and meanwhile you have Ryan Fitzpatrick who has seen literally everything, has gone to Harvard. Uh-huh. <laughs> gone to Harvard, best so, wonder like score ever. That's the guy who can it's really fantastic. mentor. Now, now here's a guy that can really mentor <laughs> through, through, through the the challenges. I think that's that's a very underrated aspect of um, rookie quarterback development. Like who do you have in front of you? Uh, like. The Chargers, the Chargers have Tyrod Taylor, which is even better than Ryan Finley. Like, who is Ryan Finley? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. The whole veteran presence is non-existent, really. Um, I will say that Zach Taylor was a former quarterback. Um, I don't know how good he was, but you know, maybe he has. <laughs> he has some he's seen something. He's seen a defense or two. He's seen, he's seen a thing or two. I yeah. think I, I remember the joke when he got hired was that he had lunch with Sean McVay once, and then he got hired. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got hired. He was a wide receivers coach, so you have a cup of tea with someone you just get hired. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so specifically, yeah. Sean. Uh, in terms of two, I feel like it would be better for him because he gets to at least sit back and just watch instead of being thrown into the fire. Um. What I want to say about the Bengals is the negatives is a young coach and players that have never played with each other before. So yeah. it's gonna take a while for them to like tell. And it's true. Off-season. This offseason especially is gonna be tough. Gonna be right. Tough. Yeah. Especially yeah with COVID, they don't have time to like practice at all. Yeah. So like first year is gonna be pretty brutal to be honest. It's gonna be tough. No, that's definitely gonna be tough. But the way I see it, like how could you go down from last year? You exactly. Yeah. Cannot. You cannot. The the big thing about Burrow is that what he's pro ready, right? He's like oh he right, made right. right decisions. He's got great accuracy. He doesn't rely on just like a big arm. You know he can he can make the the throw. He can also 
move. He's mobile. He can he can run. He can pick up the first down with his legs. So it's he's he's not gonna have the veteran presence, but one of the reasons why he was such a highly touted prospect is like not only were his stats insane, but he made the good decisions and he made the NFL seeming decisions. So if any quarterback is gonna have to do this without any veteran presence, I feel like Burrow is the guy. And I feel like um, Joe Burrows, he's not like some guy who's been given everything his entire life. Like he was on Ohio State, he got like benched yeah, for. Yeah, he transferred out of there. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins, so he had a transfer. So this guy, um, he definitely he should, like. Wait, what? Point to that. Who who is someone that you think has been given everything their entire life? Like, I mean, not given everything, but in terms of like, let me see, um, working working someone up who's, the someone who's been in a good situation their entire life. So, for example, like Tua, he won the spot. Who's a backup? But the, <laughs> yeah, he won the spot, but the players that he played with. Whereas, like, five-star recruits from, like, different schools. So, I feel like him... So, for going... Sorry, go, go. Yeah, I don't agree with that point just at all. Say it again? How many first-round draft picks did LSU have this year, though? No, but, like, see, though... There's a lot. Okay, (laughs) but... dude. I feel like Joe Burrow made those guys look good. It was was something, like... It was something crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Because I feel like... I mean... Yeah, but, like, they won the national championship, so I expect them to have a lot of draft picks. But the concept is that Tua yeah, had a lot of talent. I mean, if him. you look at if you look at Joe Burrow's game film, I feel like he elevated a lot. Yeah, of yeah, like all of the players on the LSU team were all like two star, three star, four star recruits. None of them were like excellent, like out of high school, straight five star starters. I I don't know too much about the the rest of the LSU team, but I watched like some LSU some LSU games as they were going during their championship run. And like Joe Burrow was always making the correct plays. Right, right. I feel like that's that's a skill that translates well into NFL. Into the NFL, exactly. Yeah. So like for for my example for Tua is that all the like he's playing against like not so good defenses as well with like you know Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs and stuff, right? So yeah. him like transferring to the NFL is gonna be really tough for him compared to Joe I, Burrow. I, I want to make a correction. It's not nine. It was five. Mm. Got a little carried away there. My bad. Very large amount. But yeah, no, that's that's the whole thing about him is LSU's schedule this year was also kind of crazy. It was um, they, they played a, a lot of top ten teams and they were they beat them and it was a convincing victory. Mm-hmm. So he's he's shown that he can he can win against good competition. What, so. what do you have in your prediction? My prediction for the Bengals this year, I don't think they're gonna like they're not. I I think they'll get third in the division i think they will go seven and nine who do you think is going to be fourth in the division the browns wow. <laughs> really think the browns yeah all right i think that a rookie quarterback and a young I do. in this season i do let's move i do let's move. i do i genuinely do okay, okay. Go. before we move on i just let's also want to point out they made a lot of offseason moves on the defense all right that defense has nowhere to go go but up because they allowed the most yards per play last year and they were like 29th apparently in the last in total defense so they picked up a lot of uh off-season uh free agents they uh retained their their veterans like the franchise cornerstones as people like to call them only know gino atkins <laughs> gino, gino atkins is the one <laughs> gino atkins. so i mean they, they they the defense i feel cannot be worse and the offense uh i think is primed to make a pretty big jump so I, I think six and ten, seven and nine, very possible, and I do believe they will be better than the Browns. Mm-hmm. In that terms, let's move on to uh, the Browns. Let's go to the Browns. Let's what do you think? What do you let's think? Talk about the Browns. So um, I think this is 
one thing this team reminds me of, I don't know if you guys are following football, but in 2011, the Philadelphia Eagles went on a crazy free agency spree, and they signed, like, Vince Young, Namdi Asamoa. Dottie Asamoa. Raiders legend. They had an insane free agency, and everyone was pegging them as Super Bowl odds. They had some, like, I think 15 to 2 Super Bowl odds, which was, like, record high. And they shat the bed completely. And I think that's what happened last year in that they, they there was just so much hype around this team. I never had too much faith in Freddie Kitchens, but, you know, he – he led them to a solid end of Baker Mayfield's rookie season, but they did not have a good line right away, and Baker Mayfield um, could not produce. He just did not produce well. Odell Beckham did not live up to his um, previously set standard. One person, a, a couple of bright spots, though. Nick Chubb was a baller. They have Kareem Hunt coming back, and that two-back set started really causing problems for everyone down the stretch. crazy duo to have. Crazy duo. Like maybe like a couple yards off the rushing record, he broke it or he won it, and then Derrick Henry won it back from him in Week 17. Just to give you an idea of how good Nick Chubb is, and I think this offensive line really got better. Uh, uh, of course, everyone knows or hopefully knows Jedrick Wills was their first round pick. Uh, I think they lucked out in getting him at 10. I thought uh, I thought he was really really good. Um, also, they got Jack Conklin from the Titans. Uh, he is very good. I think he went to a couple Pro Bowls. Just to solidify both their, their line, like those are two day one starters that are going to be high quality starters, hopefully. So that solidifies Baker Mayfield. That just makes life easier for Nick Chubb. And I think it really is now or never for Baker Mayfield. He has a coach in Kevin Stefanski who um, prioritizes the run game. He's from Minnesota. Uh, he purchased that, that, that zone run. They got unbelievable talent on the offensive end. I haven't even mentioned Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper was, had a phenomenal season last year. Like this, this entire starting lineup is uh, very very good. On yeah, paper. I think I think on paper, like yeah, again on paper, they're top three offense, dude. They're, they're crazy. I completely conceded. They had a poor year last year, but their main problems were bad coaching, which hopefully they fixed with uh, Kevin Stefanski, and a poor offensive line. When they 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 remodeled forty uh, percent of that at least with quality starting, and on the defensive end, like there, I think. Their clear weakness is their linebacking core. Uh, there's like no real names there. The Mac Wilson, I think, is uh, was from Alabama. That's his. That's the only thing I know about him. <laughs> but their 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 pass rushers have obviously Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon. Those are that you could do worse. Like th- those are pretty solid. And their back end, I think, is actually sneaky pretty good. They have Greedy from last year, uh, highly drafted. He, he actually played played a decent rookie season. Denzel Ward out of Ohio State, and then Grant Delpit. They drafted a safety out of LSU. So. There's a lot of high pedigree on this back end, and um, I really think that they could come together. So this team, I think, will be over 500. That is my my bold prediction for them is that they make the playoffs, and my record prediction for them is like 10 and six. I I really do think this team will put it together. There's just too much talent on this team to not figure it out. I I'm a believer in Baker Mayfield, but they they must. What uh, apparently I'm just looking at the step chart now. Case Keenum is on this team, so. That. <laughs> yeah. So they also got Jack Conklin too. Yeah, that's that, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's that's my that's um, my. Sh- okay, what are your fantasy um, predictions for you know some of their top players? Oh, that is tough. Again, there's a lot of mouths to feed. I think Nick Chubb is a going to be a top five running back, uh, assuming health. Even with Kareem Hunt, uh, I think Kareem Hunt is going to be a, a a a viable option. He won't he. He won't be vulturing Nick Chubb too much because I think Nick Chubb is just that good of a player. 
but I think Kareem Hunt will have some flex potential. Uh, oh, okay. Last year, when Kareem Hunt did come back, he I think he actually did take a decent chunk out of Nick Chubb's fantasy value. Um, I th- I believe there were a couple games down the stretch where Kareem Hunt actually outperformed. Outsnapped him. Yep. He out- out- yeah, outsnapped and he outsnapped him. Indicator of success or value of points in fantasy football is how many snaps you play. So I I definitely think uh, Kareem Hunt vultures a lot. Not a lot, a, a decent chunk of Nick Chubb's fantasy value. I think, yeah, I think that, that, that may mainly come from his passing, his value in the passing game. That I don't know how how good Nick Chubb is. I don't think he's anything spectacular, but I do think Nick Chubb will still. Sorry, maybe top five in fantasy production may not be the right one. Top five in rushing yards for sure. I, I have him up there. Yeah, I, I agree with the rushing yards. Uh-huh. I think Nick Chubb is like super talented in terms of rushing. Um, I think in terms of just running backs in general, I think he's like a top seven running back in the league. Maybe like maybe I, yeah. I think top five easy. I don't think top five. Who do you got over him, dude? Josh Jacobs. Uh, Mac, <laughs> Derek Henry, Saquon. Saquon, yeah. Zeke, Zeke. Zeke. <laughs> Dal- Dalvin, maybe Dalvin. Dalvin is better. Kamara, in my opinion, is better. Yeah, like that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think Nick Chubb is seventh. I, I think no talented wise, Kamara is more talented, but production wise, Nick Chubb is is really good. Yeah. No, like, I, if you wanted production wise, I think Kamara didn't do shit last year. No, I, oh, he was injured. He was injured. He was hurt. He was hurt for most most of the yeah. season. Even uh, when he was healthy, in the games that he played, he he didn't do he didn't do much. You got the salty Kamara yeah, from last I year. Am very salty, bro. That was that was supposed to be my crown jewel of the beautiful <laughs> offensive trade. That's that's a shame. All right, back to the back to the Browns. Back to the Browns. Yeah, so uh, I I think they make the playoffs. Uh, and if they don't, uh, that that is just a shame. This front office has done such a good job, and in bringing together this collection of talent. Like, just look at this. Like, you, man, this is one hell of a team on paper. So good job, yeah. kudos to the front office after being run by so poorly for so long. Uh, it looks like they've gotten their shit together. Ownership recently. Uh, they changed the front off. Well, they had John Dorsey after the Hugh Jackson thing. So like uh, Hugh Jackson and John Dorsey, I think overlapped in one one season, and then Hugh Jackson was fired, and then yeah. So do you think do you think having a new offensive coordinator, um, new offense coordinator, right? Mm. Coach, yeah, head coach. Is a head coach? Yeah, head but he'll be he'll be making the play call, right? Yeah, he'll be the he'll be the play call. Yeah, so I guess then yeah, it really only pertains to the offense. Like again bringing this up all the time this is shortened off season it feels like i feel like that's got to play pretty it definitely, big role. Definitely does. um but i i, I think they, this team is good enough uh they yeah i, I think they're, they're just good enough, okay. good enough dude. Well, they'll figure it out bro you put this much talent yeah. on, they can't not succeed man they i mean that was what they did last year but all right i think um fantasy wise odell's um i feel like this year is like his year to like push back and like yeah. be back I, as an elite I think I think he's top ten this year, because like obviously he didn't do that well last year, but I feel like mainly it was because he was hurt like last year. yeah. Also yeah, and like Jarvis had an extra year to like gel yeah. with Baker, so I feel like this next year would be enough experience for Odell to like fully play well and like be on sync with Baker, as yeah. well as the play calling will improve too. So All right. yeah, I feel I like he's a de- he's a definitely fantasy sleeper for me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know how much of a sleeper OBJ can be, but I think <laughs> you should be pretty happy with that. I think it's like a DeAndre Hopkins type situation. Um, Hopkins had a down year in, what was that, 2016 with Brock at the helm. 
and um, 2017, um, he had a very, very good year. Um, he, but that was without he, Brock at the helm. Yeah. It was with that Deshaun. Was that was with Deshaun, right? I mean, and then someone else. I think Tom's yeah. Even after Deshaun got injured, he still continued to put up those numbers. Yeah, but that's because DeAndre Hopkins is crazy. DeAndre, honestly, like, I think the number one thing that DeAndre Hopkins has is that consistent production. Like, you look at, like, if you're looking at all these, these top-tier receivers, and they're like, what trait do they have? Like Julio Jones is athletic. He's like the perfect built in a lab. And you look at Michael Thomas, he's like, man, that's a lot of production, a lot of volume. DeAndre Hopkins' argument starts and ends with look at his production, look at who he's done it with. Like he's just been producing his entire career. You cannot say the same for OBJ. OBJ, I, 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 I will completely own up to this. I thought, I thought Eli was holding him back and putting him together with Baker would just explode. But you know he didn't produce, and he had, he didn't he hasn't produced for like three seasons now at the same level that I'm I'm obviously holding him to high expectations because he came out kind of set the league on fire with his first couple of years and then kind of fell off. Whereas the person like Mike Evans has just been consistently 1,400 yards every season with a rotating cast and then Jameis. So I think OBJ has some explaining to do for the amount of talent that he has. Produce, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Uh, yeah, it's good on the Browns. I think we should move on to the Steelers. Oh, what was your prediction for the record? Uh, ten and six. Ten and six. Ten and six. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. Quite the okay. opposite of what I think, but yeah. We'll go okay. Steelers next. Ishis. Steelers. Okay. Um. So obviously Steelers had a complete, like obviously like um personnel wise they had a lot of injuries. Um, Big Ben went down. Juju had some trouble, and they were dealing with like Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. So oh. I feel like this year, <laughs> this year Duck Hodges, Duck Hodges, yeah, like um, <laughs> yeah. I feel like this year, especially like even with the those injuries, their defense stepped up, and it's now like I think it's one of the best defenses, like top five for sure in the I, league. I think it's like number one or two, dude. Number one, okay. Yeah, I think like I mean Minka definitely like. Push them up they forward. Change that. Look at all four levels of their defense. They have playmakers everywhere, dude. This, yeah, I'll this... just. I mean, I can go through it. Um, Minka, uh, Joe Hayden, yeah, uh, Bud Dupree, Devin Bush. That's a yeah. TJ Watt. Yeah, TJ Watt, Cameron cool. Hayward. Like, wow. Yeah. Like the personal there is there. That is. And I feel like um, Mike Tomlin has just a, he just knows how to like keep his players in check. And then, yeah. like, other than AB, <laughs> honestly, AB was a shit. <laughs> no, 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 he kept AB in check, dude. Okay, okay, good, good. Yeah. After and, yeah, AB, like, I feel like, sorry, go, yeah. Andy, go. After AB left, like all these things started coming out about like yeah. how he's like he was holding that team together by a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like yeah, he definitely can like keep everyone on the same page. Uh, offense wise, they definitely made some other additions. I feel like Deontay Johnson is gonna make a huge step next year because he definitely stepped up last year when they had troubles on the wide receivers, when they had like you know Dante Moncrief doing like complete bullshit. Yeah. Um, I feel like, okay, so for the running backs, I definitely think the best move is to go with the committee because James Conner definitely had issues staying healthy last year. So they did draft Anthony McFarland. So him, James Conner, and Jalen Samuels, that should be a good committee to run with. Um, yeah. They got Eric Ebron. Um, so he should be good, especially with Big Ben. They also drafted um, Chase Claypool. So he's a big uh, wide receiver. Like, in the combine, he his performance was very similar to Calvin Johnson, so I feel like he would do well with the small guys that they have with James Washington, Deontay Johnson. 
Uh, mainly, ju- oh, so what are you saying? If you look at the Steelers' blueprint for like the last couple of years on successful wide receivers, it's been that Emmanuel Sanders, that Mike Wallace, that Antonio Brown, that small shift, that, and that that fits in well with your Deontay uh, right, John right. comparison. But I, I mean, I don't know. I have no faith in Big Ben at all this season. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He was injured last year, and like he technically said, like his arm feels better than ever, but. What else are you going to say? Like, oh, man, my arm hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The main thing I feel is for Juju because last year Juju was playing – he wasn't playing in the slot as much because he had to step up as a wide receiver one. And I feel like with Chase Claypool Claypool, um, going in in the outside, Juju will thrive in the slot because that's – that year that he, like, blew up um, a couple years ago was when he was mostly playing in the slot, like, taking advantage of linebackers. Wait. in the slot or more of other opposing defenses dedicating coverage to a clearly better receiver? Opposing defenses pro- dedicate coverages to Chase Claypool. Now, the problem with the slot is it's just harder to keep your best defenders in there because, like, he could switch into the slot. He could, you know, go back to the outside. So it's definitely difficult to guard someone in the slot than it is outside, mostly. And I feel like it's a good thing to, like, keep him there. Um, yeah, honestly, I think – I feel like they can take the division this year. Because wow. I feel like okay, I can give a reason. Um, the reason, most reason is I feel like the Ravens have that like target on their backs, you know, yeah, that sure, everyone sure. else wants to go after, and I feel like um the Steelers can take advantage of that and kind of push their way into like a narrow division win. Record wise, I'd say eleven and five or ten and six. I have them at the bottom of that division. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, okay, give me well, a reason. You think they're going to be worse than the Bengals? Yeah, I do. I see. Hey, we, we all know the Bengals will be third. All right, I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> What's your reason? What's your <laughs> the last is it's just not that the Bengals. Big Ben. I see a lot of what happened with Cam Newton and Big Ben in that. Like he comes back, he, he's been playing injured. Now the injuries have just piled up over his career, and I, I honestly don't think he's going to finish the season. Even if he does finish the season, I don't think he's that good anymore. I'm. You can chalk me up as a Big Ben hater. I think he is trash now, and without that, without that, I I don't see them performing at a high level there's no way they make the playoffs so i i agree with the point that uh i don't see big ben finishing the season either he's old and he's coming off a injury that i think is probably going to end up lingering somehow he's going to take one hit and he's going to go limp off to the sideline but the fact that this team last year dude they went seven and nine they went seven and nine with Duck yeah. Hodges and Mason yeah. Rudolph as their quarterback the whole year. That's crazy. Like they, they're, like and, they almost and with Mika Fitzpatrick coming in during the middle. Of the half, yeah, halfway through the season, like, dude, this defense is insane, and the coaching, like, I, Mike Tomlin should have won Coach of the Year, dude. Yeah, I agree. Who won Coach of the Year? Probably John Harbaugh, maybe. No, not John Harbaugh. Maybe John Harbaugh. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> like this, the, the coaching and the defense will this yeah. team forward. And if the offense is even okay, I think they like can yeah. Like Big Ben is not as bad as Duck Hodges. Like, <laughs> dude, come on. Yeah, yeah. Like I, Big Ben. Look, even if he plays four games, five games, six games, whatever, you can say. When do you think? How many games do you think he'll play? Right. Yeah, like five games. Five games. Okay. If he plays five or six games, I think that enough will be that. That alone will be enough to get them a few extra wins uh, compared to what they had last year. And if they're already seven to nine last year, like this defense and coaching is enough, I think, to take them to at least eight and eight. I think the, I think the number one thing they have going for them is that they're they're old, so in this off season they'll be at a slight advantage. But other than that, I don't think it's 
I uh, I may have to reconsider them being last in the division, but I think they'll be a <laughs> find someone else to put below the Bengals. All right, just don't put the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, I have the Browns make the playoffs, so. Okay. Um, yeah, I, guess, I, mean, I guess the Ravens just go four and twelve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Lamar Jackson just falls off the face of the earth, huh? Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I mean, I understand your big Ben point. Um, if he's injured, yeah, they're definitely not making the playoffs. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, they have a shot. That's... <laughs> yeah, I agree. If he stays healthy, they have a shot. I, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Ravens now. Yes, yeah. the Ravens. All right. So let's start with the defense. Um. The defense last year was uh, very good. I think it was a top four defense last year. But in the losses that they that they did have, uh, the defense was just simply manhandled. They got um, sunk by Derrick Henry, dude. Yeah, they got sunk by Derrick Henry, and then they got obliterated by the Chiefs and the Browns actually in back to back games. But I think um, after, after those two games, I don't know. I don't know if you can count those two games because after those two games, they really they made some trades and they really solidified the heck out of that team. Okay, sure, sure, that's fine. But at the end of the day, they got obliterated by the Titans. Yeah, that that one hundred percent. Yeah, and um, I I guess they realized that because this season, this off season, they signed a bunch of players for the front seven. Uh, namely, they signed Calais Campbell, a very good defensive tackle from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they signed Derek Wolf. Um, that's why we didn't see Derek Wolf on the Denver Broncos when we did that last episode. Um, I think these these were very two very good moves. Um, Solidifying info for a fifth round pick that is insane. What's that? They got Campo for a fifth round pick, dude. Hey, man, oh, that's really? A, that's a Pro Bowl MVP right there. How did they yeah, that is that is like such a great player. Um, he's he's amazing at that defense. Uh, defense end, defensive tackle. He's, I think. Think. He's, he's just a huge man. He's, yeah, he's, he's just a huge guy who just who, who just moves the line. Yeah. Um, they also drafted uh, Patrick Queen out of LSU yeah, um, in round one. Um, apparently, Queen is very good in coverage and also blitzing as well, which helps the Ravens because uh, the Ravens were actually the number one blitzing team in the NFL last year. Yeah. So um, he should fit in that scheme very well. Um, and there is another bigger question on offense, but uh, one other big question that the Ravens need to address is edge rush. Um, they were, you know, pretty bad in sacking the quarterback last year. Uh, that's probably why they had to bring in a lot of, um, or they had to bring in a lot of blitzes last year. Do you have the number on that? Because I, I thought they were pretty good because they blitz all. Uh, I think I saw a number that they were twenty first in pass rush, something like that. Uh, yeah, they just they just weren't too good in pass rush last year. Uh, and then, so front seven, I think it got a lot better this offseason. I really want to see how they're able to stack up to a rushing attack like the Titans now, now that they have um, some some prominent players in the front seven. And defensive backs were probably their best uh, position um, group last year. Uh, they, yeah, they had Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, who came on last year, and they, they got Earl Thomas the third. Um <laughs> Earl Thomas, the lead blocker. <laughs> Earl Thomas, the, uh, <laughs> the guy who got scared of Derrick Henry. Yes. Derrick Henry the second because he's Derrick Henry's son. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I think their defense uh, is is going to stay consistent next year. Um, they, they're they probably going to get better than what they had last year, which is saying something. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the defense will be good. And now the main question is how the offense will perform next year. 
uh, when I was talking about the defense, I said one of the big issues is on offense, which is Marshall Yonder retired. And if you know anything about Marshall Yonder, he's been the cornerstone of the Ravens offensive line for the last, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah. Um, he was probably one of the best offensive guards in the league. And he, that is a huge hole in the offensive line for next year that they must address. I did. I do believe they drafted someone in the, uh, I think they drafted someone to plug up that hole, but of course no one is going to be as good as Yonda, um, especially not in their first year, but overall their offensive line is very, is still a very solid position. Um, I think, oh, what's his name? Uh, Staley Jr. Ronnie Staley Jr. He was very... Ronnie Stanley. Uh, Ronnie Stanley Jr. Yeah. Uh, he was very solid for them last year. Um, yeah. So their offensive line shouldn't be much of an issue. Now, I want to talk about their wide receivers. Um, last year, their offense was explosive. Uh, I don't think anyone was expecting the type of production from Lamar Jackson last year. Um he came out guns blazing in week one, like uh, granted it was against the dolphins, but that was a fantastic performance. And he just kept that up throughout the rest of the year. Um, but that, that uh, offense was very much exposed in the Titans game when Lamar just had no one to pass to. And I think that was, uh, that was due in large part due to the fact that, you know, they didn't have any wide receivers to throw to uh, no one that could create separation for them. Um, Marquise Brown isn't that I don't think he's that type of player to create separation um, for Lamar Jackson and you know they relied on their three-headed monster at tight end I believe that was um, Mark Andrews Hayden Hurst and one other person I can't remember the name of right now Boyle. but ah uh, yeah 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 um, but th that's simply not sustainable in in, in the playoffs and you saw that getting exposed in the Titans. So uh, what they did to pass it up this offseason was draft um, a wide receiver by the name of uh, Devin Duvern Duvernay. Uh, he's from Texas. Uh, and Lauren Duvernay Tardif? Hey, big ups, dude. Really? Ups, no, it's, yeah, I don't think he's related to him. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, no, no. pretty specific. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Uh, some of Duvernay's strengths are his speeds and speed and hands. Um, so I guess the Ravens got a little bit more speed on their offense. And uh, apparently he's very physical as well. He's a competitor. Um, so that should fit well inside the Ravens offense. Uh, I'm excited to see how he fits in. But they did say they were going to put him in the slot. And one of his weaknesses coming out of college was poor route running. So uh, I, I think if you're in the slot, you need to have good route running. So I'm curious to see how that all pans out. Um, and the big, the big cog of the Ravens offense last year was their running game. Um, they had what Mark Ingram, uh, Gus Edwards, and Justice, Justice Hill. Justice Hill, yeah. Um, and that that offense was like insane at ball control last year. Like if they got the ball, they scored first, like you aren't getting the lead for the rest of the game. And that reflected in their 14 and two record. Um, but I feel like the, the offense was really one dimensional last year. And um, like if, if the, if the Ravens didn't get the ball early or get the lead early and were able to play their style of game, it's, it would be harder for them to win. Um, Granted, I, this I, is probably I disagree with that heavily. 
Uh, would you like to explain why? I, I think that the, the way the Ravens played is not necessarily dependent on ball control because they they have that wide out spreading. They have a very spread out attack they want with Lamar at quarterback. Um, like look at the Rams game. That was that was all Lamar. I think he threw like five or five touchdowns, and then Mark Ingram had like three touchdowns. They're all catching. They, this was it was all it was all with his arm. And yeah, they use their their rushing attack, but the this is not an offense that that I I may be recently biased because of the the Titans game, but man, this offense was super explosive. Regardless, I don't think there was another game where they really got shut down like the Titans. Why do you think they got shut down against the Titans? Oh, I, I, that's that's a, that's a good that's a good point. So, um, I think they tried to ride with the hand that brought them there, and the thing that brought them there the entire season was fourth down conversions. They were so good on fourth and one. I think they were perfect. Well, if not perfect, very close. No, to um, you know, they actually hired this guy. He's a statistician who basically every time they have a fourth down, he basically calculates their probability of winning the game if they or do go for it or don't go, and he makes the call. It was like every time. Dude. Like, <laughs> I think that they went they went almost perfect on fourth and ones, and in the Titans game, they made it to like the thirty yard line when the game was still well within reach. It was like seven zero or like maybe ten zero or something like that. 14, 14 to three, fourteen to six, and they. And they failed on like three fourth and one conversions, and that just killed them because they they've been they've been kind of relying on that um, maybe unsustainable level of success on fourth and one the entire year, and that just completely killed them. They 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 did not have that that asset that they normally do, and that the, props to the Titans for I don't know scouting or something, but they stopped the Ravens' number one advantage, which was I think converting on fourth down, and then after that, yeah, it just fell apart. That's why I think. Yeah, Andy, was your point that the offense is like one dimensional? Um, I like I thought that it could be shut down. I thought the passing uh, could be shut down um, with like him really only throwing to the tight ends. But now with um, a decent wide receiver to throw to, I think it opens up the possibility for Lamar to create even more um, with his legs. Uh, opens up the field a little bit more. So mm-hmm. yeah. uh, honestly, what I was leading to was that. Uh, now you can't really shut down a part of any one part. Like you have to pick your poison for the Ravens' offense, um, and I think they're going to be even more unstoppable than last yeah, year. Yeah, I I think that like Lamar's legs, his running ability, if it's even possible, is still I feel not given enough credit to the success of this team, dude. It's the dude is, and it's it's the meme that he's the running back, but he is literally. It's like having a running back who can actually. He's so throw. fast too. Mm-hmm. He's crazy. He would run a four two forty. Yeah, you, a four two. Four two. Like really? Like a four yeah, two. He's pretty. He's pretty fast. <laughs> like, oh, so. yeah. okay. I don't know about four two, but with like a sprained ankle or something like that. So imagine that with like help. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the bottom line is he's fast, and yeah. you have to you have to respect it like. You, you have to respect his, his rushing ability. And that just opens up too much almost in terms of options. I think, yeah, they lost Yanda, but I think, and and another point is that what last season they broke the NFL record, right, for rushing yards as a team. Yeah. And 215 a game. Yeah, because Lamar had like over 1,000 rushing yards in, alone. So I, I, I think that, like Andy said, it's a good point that if even there's a slight upgrade, at the in the passing game, and the, Lamar also threw the most touchdowns last year, which is yeah. tough any point. Yeah. So, 
it's it seems like there's nowhere to go nowhere like nowhere higher for him to go but uh it feels almost like if you if you have to respect his his rushing ability then it just opens up so much for him that uh i don't know i i feel like this team i don't think is as good as the chiefs but i think it's uh the second best team in the league yeah i think one thing that i do want to bring up that andy actually uh, sparked was when you said that they had no wide receivers and they mainly ran through their tight ends. It reminded me a lot of another Greg Roman led offense. Again, back to the Niners as I always do. But in 2011, when the Niners were really good for the first time, they made the NFC Championship. And in that entire, I think, playoff run, a receiver caught, I think, three balls. It was all Vernon Davis or running backs. They had a receiver catch three balls in two playoff games. That is yeah. a unbelievably and in the in the NFC Championship game there was one catch for three yards by a wide receiver in that game. So, and then the next year I think uh, Michael Crabtree really came on and then that 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 really unlocked this offense or the Niners' offense. It became a completely different offense, uh, and I think that that can really happen with uh, with an addition of a, a wide receiver. So I thought that was a very good point by Andy. Yeah, I also think and, that nobody talked about Mark Andrews. Like, dude, he's a really good tight end. Yeah, but we already knew that, right? <laughs> like, you, everyone knows. So, it's all the tight ends on this team were, it almost felt like they were oversaturated with targets, so they all kind of looked like better than they are. But Mark Andrews, like, is a very, very good tight end. Oh, well, believe me, I know. <laughs> I know, you know, fantasy everywhere, but yeah. I don't um, even yeah. think they need another wide receiver, dude. I don't think the wide receiver production is a problem. Uh, some negatives I just want to point out um, Lamar has been in two playoff games, and he's been shut down in both of them. So I feel like that's some concern, as well as the fact that they they were like the number one team last year. So I feel like people will prioritize anyone who plays the Ravens will prioritize watching film and like persevering, like and trying hard their hardest to beat them. So I feel like it always makes life more difficult for you. Uh, I mean, sure, like they have a target on their back, but I I think um, Jack, uh, Lavar definitely knows that, like. Um, he was very, um, he was, he, uh, people thought he would not, or like people thought he was just a running back, right? And, you know, he proved everyone wrong. Like, I think yeah. Lamar has more has drive scored. than anyone to prove ed- like everyone wrong. Um, I, I think he wants to go back to the Super Bowl more than, or go to the Super Bowl more than anyone. And um, I, I think he's willing to put in as much work as, as needed to do that. And uh-huh. like, yeah. I, I don't yeah. Another point, like it's not like they didn't have a target on their back last year too. Yeah, they had like, like a game they right? had a fat target on their back, like especially the second half of the season. Uh, that they were everyone think, was like, oh, dude, at this that point, like, that's not enough time to like come up with a plan on how to stop them. I feel the like Patriots played them. If if you can beat the Patriots while still maintaining your your, your game plan, no, dude, dude, that was all part of their plan, dude. No, they don't want to give out their strategy ahead, dude. <laughs> it did work very well. Bro. Oh yeah, and it worked out by uh, getting Tom Brady traded. Yeah. Well, Dude, well, they're that, anticipating that playing them in the playoffs, so they had to, you know, like not give out the strategy. Just, you brought up the fact that Lamar Jackson. Um, <laughs> no, like, um, I think he, no, like, they're definitely like talent wise, they're definitely one of the teams to beat. But I feel like um, that like target thing just makes. I just don't think they're going to be better than what they were last year, record wise. I, I mean, it's very hard. Hey, to they're fourteen. I, yeah, I will agree to disagree. I was like, I was I think, just, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't win the division. I don't think there's any way they don't do. I, I'm just saying, like, I think there's, there's no way they don't win the division. I think, Lamar- I think they get to the conference championship and ultimately fall to the Chiefs. 
Dude, okay, we okay. That's you're basically saying the second team is gonna lose to the first team in the conference championship. I mean, like that's, that's too happens a lot of the time. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I think Lamar made a pretty significant gap, but I think there there's so much more he can do. Um, so much more he can develop as a passer. Yes, exactly. Not even all he did this year was become a a, a competent passer, a more than competent passer, and yeah. it exploded. So imagine what he can do with like another. Look at the jump that he made. He got shut down by the Chargers for not being able to pass. He fixed all of that. And shat on the league for a year, and now he got shut down again. What do you think he's gonna do? He's gonna add more stuff to his game. It's not like, yeah. no, it's like you, Lamar that's Jackson. Way to fix the issue, right? Like whatever the Titans did, it worked. And I feel like if other teams see that, they might use that to their advantage. But I mean, that's not really the point, though. The point is that Lamar still has even more room to grow, and that's what I was saying about the whole respecting the run. Like, and you can't forget about that aspect of his game. And if he just becomes a better passer, which he's clearly gonna have sure. motivation to do. And he's shown that he can improve. He, yeah, exactly. It's 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 raps, dude. It's yeah. raps. I think I think <laughs> yeah. you're gonna get another jump in production from his rookie to sophomore year, and now his sophomore year to third year. I, don't know. I think you're gonna see. I agree. A, a Jackson, if that's yeah. possible. Personally, I'm down on Lamar, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he'll. I think he'll improve as a passer. I don't think he will be as prolific as a rusher. Yeah, but I think it's. Yeah. Because especially the fact that all of his like passing comes from his ability to run the ball. No, if some no. team, I mean, no, like it makes it easier for him, right? Because people it makes it easier. Him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The defense oh, yeah. has to respect. But, like, his if threat. someone figures it out, it's gonna make it a really difficult. Oh okay, well, if someone figures it out, then he's just gonna go back to running, dude. No, no, I mean, yeah, but like, okay, he's not like Patrick Mahomes or like Russell Wilson, where it's like he can do everything like very well, right? Like you can't stop Patrick Mahomes. He can do it. Like he can throw any pass in a book. So I feel like the fact that Lamar isn't that type of a quarterback so makes it a little worried. I think well, that he's like, yeah. he obviously he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but it just makes me a little worried. That, I think he has, know, I think he has the potential to to get to that point. Yeah, he has a potential. Passing ability will make him so that he is good in everything. Okay, yeah, I but think, like you have I to assume that he's going to be a good passer. I'm not assuming that he's going. He, he was a, he was a good passer last he year. He was a like very good pa- uh, above average passer last year, and I do believe. As I've already established that he's going to make another jump. I think he's going to jump. He's passing touchdowns last year, dude. You have to be. Yeah, okay, but that's a statistic. Don't the statistic doesn't mean it's like written in stone that he's a better passer, but than everyone. But like, it just. I'm just a little bit more worried. That's all I'm trying to put there. Okay. Um. I, I think for a. I mean, yeah, that offense. If if someone figures it out, but what is there to figure out? It's a very very simple. If, if you, you figure out how to stop. The run game, right? If you figure out how to stop Lamar's run game, Lamar's passing game, and then the entire run game. No, not the entire game. Just if you, like, make it... Like, the Titans made it hard for him to, like, run the ball, right? And he can't win a game. He can't win a game just by passing the ball. Like, I just don't think he's that good. And, like, speed run, dude. Like, they'll... Yeah, no, it's it's definitely, like... I'm not saying it's easy. It's definitely, like, really, really hard to stop. But it's just something that I'm worried about. Okay. That's your sure. Okay. That's a that's a that's a that's a that's a it's a valid opinion. Um, yeah. but it, it requires like some very particular personnel to be able to pull that kind of thing off. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think the yeah. Titans were able to do that. So yeah, I, I get you, I definitely get your point, but it's it's hard, it's very hard to do that. And there's something to be said about a team like the Titans where they just come in and are so hot, and, like you know, like they're they, they have like an advantage in that way that like 
they're an underdog. They come in. It's just like one of those stories that they, the the Ravens got unlucky that they ran to the Derrick Henry buzzsaw. So, mm-hmm. all right. I, I would have loved to see a Ravens Chiefs. Oh, me too. Me oh, too. Man. Yeah. it's coming though. There's a game for that this season, right? Ravens Chiefs. Yeah, week five. Week five. Monday Night Football. The quarterbacks in the AFC are so strong. Yeah. They have Lamar. They have Watson. They have Mahomes. They have now Cam. Oh Newton. yeah. They have like I don't know who else is there. It's it's a top heavy. It's top um, heavy. Derek Carr. Yeah. Oh, no, Derek Carr. Joe Burrow. Mark my words. Joe Burrow in two yeah. years. They no, they definitely have the youth. The youth is all in the AFC. Yeah, so the future, with Tua. futures in the yeah, AFC. The yeah, in the AFC. Oh, and Tua. That's right. Like in the Josh. NFC, like Russell Wilson will be around for a bit. But like oh, Drew Kyler. Kyler's there. Kyler's coming, but Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Drew Brady, Rogers. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah, they're all on their way out. They're on their way out. Hey, Brady's not leaving, dude. This man's going to play until he's 55. <laughs> that would be crazy if he does. Dude, he's already 43. I never saw this coming, bro. That's ridiculous. I, I, I genuinely yeah. thought he would play until he's 45. So, dude, no, you guys are un- like, you don't understand. Like, when you're like 30 or 35 years old, you understand how difficult this is, but this is actually like, it seems humanly impossible. Like, at age 43, like, at age 43, I might slip and like break every bone in my body. Like, this guy's getting sacked like every day. Like, it's ridiculous. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, it's taking care right. of his body. That's. That's how you do it. That's how you do it, bro. The TB12 method. Pliability. Pliability. All right, so before we wrap up the AFC North, I think we should go down. So what, what do you think the standings for this division will be, just real quick? Uh, I'm going to go first. I think it's going to be Ravens, Steelers, uh, Bengals, Browns. Hmm. Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, Browns. Okay. Uh, Brock, me, what do you think? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals. Okay. I think the Steelers are going to be last. Uh, no, are you changing it? Yeah. Bottom. I'm I don't like the Bengals. Just to change it up, I'll say the Ravens, Browns, Steelers, and Bengals. That's literally what I said. You should. <laughs> and all, right, you... all right, all right. Wait, you, you said that? For... I said that, yeah. Okay, then I'll switch to Steelers and Browns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So Steve, right. Ravens, Steelers, Browns. Right, you guys, you guys ready for this hot take, dude? You guys Play need a hot take. take. He's gonna, start, he's gonna start off with the Steelers. Hot take, hot take. All right, Steelers, Browns, <laughs> Steelers, Browns, Ravens, Bengals. My God. No. Okay. Okay. Dude, just write it down, Andy. Write it down for the sake of a hot take, dude. Dude, write it down. The sake of a hot take. My God. Oh my God. At least you have to have a hot take that makes somewhat sense. Dude, just wait, bro. Wait, wait, wait. Just wait, wait. Just, wait. just wait till uh, just wait till September. Just wait till yeah, October. Dude. Just wait. Oh, All, right. All right, Isha's with always flaming hot takes. Flaming hot. <laughs> flaming hot. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Any last comments? Uh, fuck Big Ben. Oh boy, there we it's go. Like a girl or something like that. Right? <laughs> I feel like you're letting personal stuff get in the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right that is going to do it for us afc north this episode's coming to an end next week we will hit the afc east we will be talking about my patriots and uh we'll listen to more of ishis's stupid jamal, hot takes jamal less jets jamal less jets there's a lot to talk about we will yeah. see you there for now hope you enjoyed listening and we'll see you next time see ya big trust
Big, Big Trust. Trust. <laughs>